0: Hello, friends and family, and welcome to the Quick Change Podcast. The Quick Change Podcast is a place where we discuss how life has quickly changed for us all. I will be sharing stories with you from performing artists, from moms, dads, YouTube influencers, people all over the world that are sharing how life has quickly changed for them all. They will also be sharing some of their best practices as well as mantras and places that they go to just ground themselves. So thank you so much for joining in. I hope that you are able to like, share, and subscribe. You heard the ding. That's right. Like, share, and subscribe. We love you and we hope to see you soon.
1: Welcome to this very special birthday edition of the Quick Change Podcast. I'm your guest host, Jessica Edwards, longtime friend and sister to the one, the only, our amazing, fierce, beautiful Quick Change podcast creator, Miss Shirley Gore. How are you feeling today, Shirley? I
0: mean, I- coming out. Mm, mm. I want the world to know. I feel amazing, Jessica. How are you? I'm
1: so good. I could not be more honored to be uh, the guest host for this big occasion. It's a huge milestone for you. Uh, so for those of you that don't know what today is, today is Shirley's 40th birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness girl how are you feeling about this next chapter
0: oh Jessica I woke up this morning I went for my gratitude walk and I was like oh, I feel chosen I feel blessed I feel beautiful I feel strong um I feel like forty is the new reset 40 is the new you can do whatever you want to do be whoever you want to do especially during this pandemic it's like there are no expectations of me going into 40 from society i can literally be whoever and do whatever i want so i'm excited yes. about being 40.
1: oh i am loving that well I happen to know that it has taken you quite the journey to get to this place of acceptance and um, empowerment that you, that Mm -hmm. you speak of. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've watched you go through a lot of transitions in your life. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, out of all of those ups and downs, I, as well as I'm sure all the listeners would love to hear, you know, what the quick change was that had the biggest impact on your life.
0: Um, 2007. I'll never forget it. 2007. I was, I had just finished a contract with Disney Cruise Line and my best friend and I, uh, Robert Drummond, rest in peace. His birthday is today as well. He was my Simba. Um, And we were on a contract with Disney Cruise Line. Um, We ended the contract uh, maybe two weeks, not even two weeks, Jessica, maybe three days after the contract. Robert passed away. Um, yeah, Robert. It passed away you know immediately after the contract. We were all going to the parks. Um, I was turning 27 years old. Something told me to go and check on him. So glad I did. I left my phone number at the front desk. I get a call an hour later saying, "You know, do you know this you know, do you know who Robert Drummond is? And I knew right then that something was wrong. Um, And I should have known then about my intuitive gift because, you know, spirit told me to go to the hotel and leave my number. And so I he and I had both booked the gig for Tokyo. So I took the gig to Tokyo and shortly, maybe about six months after my gig with Tokyo, I get a phone call from my mom saying, hey, your gynecologist called and they said that your pap smear came back abnormal. You you should get some tests done. I get tests done and I go back home and Jessica, I'm home for maybe a week. And they're like, you need surgery. And so to go from working with Disney uh, for ten years and never having a broken bone, never uh, really having any issues that would have me hospitalized or anything. To go from that to having surgeries on fibroids for seven fibroids and having a hip to hip scar, and I had been doing kick lines with Disney. You know that was the contract that you and I met, and that right. I ended up having to leave on. And and when I left that contract, Jessica, my life was forever changed. And so. That surgery began my journey with with surgeries. You know, seven surgeries after that surgery was my last surgery. So that literally began the, and I'm not even saying the decline, but the evolution of Shirley Gore. And so God took away the ability to have for me to have one child so that I could have many. Wow.
1: So in all of that, I mean, Obviously, there had to be been so many fears from, you know, taking a break to performing, from performing to care for your body mm-hmm. and nurture your soul mm-hmm. through all of that. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. were some of the biggest fears that you had to overcome?
0: Will I ever be enough again? Right, Jess? Because we're in the performing arts world. And... You know, when I was seeing my therapist, you know, he was like, where do you get that from? You don't know if they're going to like you and if this person's going to. And I said, you know, I went to a performing arts high school. And in the performing arts world, Jess, like you have to work really hard to get the gig. And then you get the gig and then they give you notes on, you know, we talked about this on your podcast. And they give you notes on this and then they give you notes on keeping you. And then they give you notes on whether you can come back. And then you go to your friends and then your friends are giving you notes about your performance and what they thought of it. And then you go to your family, they're giving you notes on it and then everybody's giving you notes. And no ah. one's actually, done, has ever. and the people giving you notes have never done it, you know? So it, it, I took that, I took that with me and I was like, Shirley, are you ever going, if they were giving you notes before the surgery and now after this surgery, you seemingly so are less than, will you ever be enough? Will you ever be enough? You're broken now. You're literally scarred. And I had already gone through my life since the age of five with a scar on my face. So now it's like I have a C-section scar from hip to hip. I've never broken a bone. How do, how do I go into these dressing rooms with these beautiful skinny girls now and display this C-section scar from hip to hip? They'll never get it. How yes. do I, How am I naked in front of my partner or anybody again and not feel judged? Can I have children? So being able, Jessica, it was one of the hardest things to be able to look into the mirror and be and feel complete. Yes. That was the hardest thing for me to be like, surely you're still a woman. So now we're seven surgeries later and I don't have my fallopian tubes. I don't have my left ovary and I don't have my uterus. So every day it is a trial and error of chomping at the bit of, are you good enough? Are you complete? Are you whole? Are you missing anything? And the answer is, yes, I'm missing something, right? But through through the journey of finding out what I was missing, I found so much more of what I had to offer.
1: Oh, I love it. So So now, you know, you've gone through all of that you've, you've found your stride and you've, you know, you've, you're starting to realize what you have to offer to the world, to a partner, to friends, to your loved ones, you know, Mm -hmm. what was your motivator to kind of open up this new world that you're in now, you know, through all of that, you know, what was the driving force that kept you from giving up, you know, in your darkest hours?
0: There's something in you. Like there was something in, it was a fight that I I can't even, if I I'm I'm scanning my body now to, to ask, you know, where did you come from? Where did that come from? And there was no one particular place. It was all of my being in being in succinct, in orchestra. With it, uh. with it, it was all of me. It was the hurt, Shirley, the healing, Shirley, the performing, Shirley, the sister, Shirley, the wife, Shirley. I was, I had to literally lay down and deal with all of me. Uh. All of me got got me through this. There were parts of me that I was not willing to sit back and say, Shirley, this is who you are, and it's okay. And so I started, Jessica, by putting like a vision board on my living room wall where I was healing. I had a huge vision board on my wall of a healthy ovary, excuse me, me, me holding a child, Um, me speaking, you know, I have my hashtag doing it afraid, like go back and get your sisters, all of that stuff. I put all of that stuff on my living room wall before the surgery. I envisioned myself well before the surgery. So by the time I was done with all of that, I had already manifested for myself to be well. So it just was a matter of my body catching up with my manifestation.
1: Yes. Oh, I love it. So I kind of want to go back a little bit because (laughs) I love that you brought up the hashtag that kind of was at the start of you, you know, becoming the Shirley Gore that we know today, the Doing It Afraid hashtag that you started years back. Because I think that speaks a lot to, you know, why women find you so inspiring. You know, Mm -hmm. you you did Do It Afraid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even in moments where you broke down, you've always picked yourself back up. So I think a lot of women would love to hear your advice on how to do that. You know, how do you, how do you, what are the steps you can take? What are some of the things that you can, um, you know, recommend doing? If you are to a woman that is struggling with self-acceptance, struggling with finding their way, finding their path, their purpose, what Mm -hmm. advice do you have to start that journey of
0: self-discovery? Being honest with yourself first. Mm. I had to do some real mirror work. Mm. Like getting in the mirror, Jessica, and being like, Shirley, you're beautiful. Right. And then the first time I do it, it's like, girl, whatever. So 60 times in, the walls are coming down. Right. And I'm like, you're beautiful. <laughs> you're be-. like that. That's I'm, and now I'm talking to that six-year-old Shirley. Um. The six-year-old that triggers every time someone triggers me, and I go back to that six-year-old Shirley that I never dealt with because I didn't have the tools then to deal with her that I have now. Right. And so I start with me. I stop projecting, right? Because as soon as something someone wrongs us, it's like, what did they do? And it's like, what what is it about me? That I'm so easily triggered about this, right? So I literally start with myself, and then I start looking around me, because your 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 people, your places, and your things are a direct reflection of where you are in your life.
1: <clears throat> Oof, now I'm playing my life back. Like, ain't that the truth?
0: <laughs> direct reflection, Ooh, like even girl. down to even down to your plants. Like I have a a, um, a small pl- uh, bit. Bed- Bed of plants out front and when things are not okay in my household those plants reflect that right down to the point sometimes jessica my neighbor who is also intuitive will, will just say will shoot me a text hey is everything okay just okay. based off of what my plants look like out front
1: that's crazy
0: but that it's all energy and that's right. another thing that i what i i realized jessica that everybody's currency is different Yes. People have different currencies. So if my currency is you telling me, Shirley, great job on that meal. But your currency to me is to be left alone. Mm. That's still currency. It's just not your currency. Right. And so learn. I learned my currency so I could then communicate at the top of relationships, at the top of relationships, at the top of friendships. We don't want to say, hey, I know we just met and I know that we could possibly be friends. So <clears throat> these are my boundaries. I don't do phone calls every single day. I, I'm a married woman. If you text me and say it's 911, I'm going to text you back and ask you what it is. Because your 911 is not ni- is not my 911. Right. Right. I'm going to ask that you go to God before you come to me, and then I'm going to ask you what God told you, and then we're going to assess your situation because I'm not realizing who you are. I'm not God. I can't do it. I didn't do it. I can hold your hand. I can hold space for you. Creating healthy boundaries with girlfriends has saved me a minion arguments with my husband because I'm dragging somebody else's stuff through my crib when we just got through our own shit yes he his non-verbal baby is everything okay but what he's really asking me is baby is everybody else's shit okay because we're good right so well just- it's you
1: guys it took it, you know you speak mm-hmm. about your husband and you know I remember your journey to find your husband,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, I, I would love to hear you talk a little bit about the self acceptance, you know, journey and how that how that related or affected your dating life and your journey to find your husband.
0: Um, just that the journey to to finding to Nick and I finding each other. Yes. I was 34 when I got married and Nick and I dated for 13 days and then we got married. I think we dated, we met like May 28th and we got married. I remember when you
1: called me and told me I'm married. I said,
0: what? (laughs) Record scratch. What? Yeah. And I couldn't even, you know, at that moment really explain it. But as when I, when I sit down and I think back, of the timeline. And I remember probably a, a couple weeks before I met Nick, I was dating, not even dating this guy, I was seeing this guy. And I kept getting visions of what my husband looked like. And it the, the God never showed me a face, only showed me like a physique from his neck down. And so this particular guy that I was uh, talking to his physique was that of what I had seen in my in my vision, and so young guy, and I'm like, Shirley, stop! Are, am I trying to make him my husband? Like, what? Are you, because you saw from the neck down, this, that, and the third. So we went to lunch. We went to dinner. He took me to dinner, and literally, I looked him in his face and I said, "You are not my husband," and I tried to make you my husband, and I want to apologize.
1: oh. How did he react
0: to that? He just yes. looked. At, he looked at me <laughs> because because Jess, let me tell you what the what the gag is. Right. Most men don't know that they're auditioning to be your husband.
1: Mm. You well, t- most of them don't want the job. So.
0: Well, well then, but <laughs> both and uh-huh. you know. So if what if what if somebody tried to give you something you didn't want? What would you do? Mm. I don't know. Right. So it's the same. (laughs) Right. That part. We don't view it. We say because... Thus saith, the Bible says, society says, they say, thus saith, says that we are supposed to, and we, but there's so many rules about what we're supposed to do as human beings and we do not do them. But when it comes to what, what pacifies that niggle or what pacifies that taste in our mouth to always have a companion in our space, we can't push that one underneath the rug because it's so satisfactory to all five of our senses.
1: Right. Well, I think, I think what it sounds like is you had been already on this journey of self-discovery yes. doing the hard work yes. that when you finally were able to meet this man mm-hmm. that is now your husband, mm-hmm. you were ready. Mm-hmm. You were ready for what he could bring to your life mm-hmm. and what you could bring to his, and you were ready to be that good partner.
0: I had to release Um, the person that wasn't it. I had to release him because there was no room for Nick because I Mm -hmm. had not released the person that I was trying to pigeonhole into my idea of what I thought a husband was supposed to be.
1: Yes. Yes. I think most women have had that person, that what if person that Mm -hmm. they, you know, held on to the idea of, or Mm -hmm. even the actual relationship itself. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, once you get to that place where you really are ready to be that partner to someone else, mm-hmm. all of a sudden your eyes open Yes. and and now you're seeing things clearer mm-hmm. and you're now looking mm-hmm. for things that you really need, mm-hmm. not what was in the check
0: boxes mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. or the box or the list that you had made for the man that you were going to build to your, to your husband one day. When there's- like, well, I'll take a little bit of this. I'll take a little bit right. of that and put it all together. And okay, there's my husband
0: just when, right. there, when there's room in your heart, when uh-huh. there's space in your heart, there's no room for check boxes that's right that's when right. you are jaded and are hurt, you are look you are in the books you are looking for something that oh yeah you know, like they say a hit dog, a holla. you know it's like <laughs> uh, you were looking for the same concept of going through a, a man's cell phone or going through it's like but you were looking for something right. You know, so live. Like my, my brother, Curtis, and I think I told you this. He said to me one time, he said, Shirley, you can either find someone that feeds your, your soul or feeds your ego. Ugh. Which one would you, which one is more sustainable? Yes. And that's what Nick does for me. He feeds yeah. my soul. And I believe that I do the same thing for him but he feeds my soul like when people say oh he looks like this he looks i there are times jessica where i don't even see the hazel eyes i don't see the freckles i'm looking directly into his soul yes I don't care. I I mean, of course, it's beautiful to look at. But at the end of the day, Jessica, when I peer into his soul and I can search his soul and his soul is saying, I love you, even when he's upset and not done, no, his soul says, I appreciate everything that you do.
1: Now, the thing about that is you can only look into his soul because you're comfortable and
0: you
1: yourself enough yes be ready and willing for him to turn around and do the same
0: yes look
1: at you in that same way yes so i'm just in awe of all the things that you've been through and how you stand and speak before us today it's it's just you are definitely you know without trying someone you know many women can look to um as guidance um and a leader um So, obviously, you know, we roll reverse today because it is your 40th birthday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we spoke a lot about your journey to Mm -hmm. today. And Mm -hmm. obviously, how can you talk about a 40th birthday without thinking about that next chapter? And what does it mean? And what does it look like? And what excites you? Mm -hmm. And so I would love to know what your mantra is, like, going into this next chapter of your life. What do you... What are you feeling? If there was one word or one power statement that you that you are feeling today, going into the next forty years, what is that? What does that sound like to you?
0: A star is born. Oh yes, (laughs) Jessica. I I have fought. To get to where I am, yeah. I have looked up. I'll never forget when I had my one of my surgeries, and I was in Jersey. And Jessica, I think you were doing a wedding or something.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was in my. Um, I just had surgery, and it was just Nick and I. I know we hadn't, you know, and my friend Thomas, and both Nick and, and Nick had taken a break. Thomas was working, and I was in the hospital. And I looked up, and Jessica walks through the room, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I knew she loved me, but I did not know she loved me that much. Yeah. I am a star, simply because God says so. And then I have fought to acquire the tools necessary to get to the point where I can pour into people, places, and things, children. There's, there's no stranger. Like there's a gift that God has dropped into me that I can't shake, even if I want it to. Yes. That's the that's the gag. That's what people don't get. I'm like, I am literally. Asking God to order my steps and then He does. So if you have a problem with me and what I'm doing, you gotta take it up with Him. I'm literally being obedient. So Jessica 202514, 14, a star is born. Yes. I've been reborn. I have never felt better. I haven't had any complications with my my fiber. You know, I have Charlie horses in my stomach sometimes because of all the scar tissue in my stomach. But outside of that. I have a healthy relationship with my husband. I have a healthy relationship with myself. And, and so- that's where it starts. Yes. That's where it
1: starts. Yes. A star is born. Well. Uh, oh my God. I love that. A star is born. Well, <laughs> I just have to say, Shirley, thank you so much for being vulnerable with us today. And speaking about your journey and giving us hope that we all can get to that place of self-acceptance and love. Um, So I just have to say, keep shining. We are looking forward to going on this journey uh, with you over this next chapter. Keep brave and keep leading the way. So thank you everybody for listening to this very special birthday edition of the quick change podcast podcast. And I know everyone is joining me in saying happy 40th birthday, Miss Shirley Gore. We love you, girl.
0: I love you, too, Jessica. Thank you so much. Have a good day. you.
1: You too, now.